This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well and you're doing great. It is raining here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but all is good. We are blessed. We are here. I mean, that's the most that we can ask though at this point. Um, we got, we've gotten so far. We're almost into fall. The seasons is almost changing. Fall is, I'm going to be honest. Fall is about, it's for the fashions, honey. We, summer is for the fashions, winter is for the fashions, but fall brings the fashions, okay? People just be pulling things together that just make, make a way that make you look good, feel good. It's, you know, you all covered up, but you sexy, as Nikki would say. She said, even when I'm covered up, I'm giving sexy. So I feel like fall is that, that season where the fashions, you, you can tell the fashion, the fashion trend setters from the fashion trend followers, okay? And and I'm excited to see the fashions this fall, what people are going to come together, what they're going to gather up and put in a bag and put on. OK, um, but other than that, everything is good. All is well. I am um, definitely feeling like, you know, so many things that I've I've had conjured up in my mind all of the thoughts all of the visions I've been letting a lot of people into my world before I wasn't one of those people I was one of I'm one of those before I was one of those creatives that definitely kept things secret you know and uh now I'm allowing for people to you know, take a peek into my world and allowing them to come to my table, the table of only one. It was just me. And, uh, you know, God is good. And it's been a great experience allowing for a few people, a few, I said a few y'all to be at the table. So I'm excited. So this week was interesting, um, for me because I feel like this whole year I've been like, dealing with mental health and trying to get my mental health together not trying I'm doing doing the mental health um recovery and I think you know as you when you experience therapy for those of you who have not experienced it yet or you know haven't really got a great experience from therapy when you experience going to therapy and you experience a, a great therapist you realize how much you needed to unpack mentally, right? Because I know I'm, me and my husband spoke about it last um, episode that I really am empathetic. I'm an empathetic person. I'm like overly empathetic for other people. And that does affect your mental health. It, it affects it a great deal. You being so empathetic, being so concerned about everybody else, that weighs on you mentally. And it has, it opens up spaces in your mind to see to say, dang, do people care about me as much as I care about them? Or it begins to hurt your feelings sometimes when you realize that you're giving, 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 or you're so empathetic and you're so caring about other people and you realize the people ain't doing the same thing for you. So it causes a, you know, a strain on your mental health. So I've been, you know, as I go through life and I, as I reopen my eyes and God is reopening my eyes to a lot of things about me. I am beginning to realize a lot of things about my mental health and parts about my mental health that I need to focus on. So I want to talk about triggers, triggers, 
trigger everybody. We got song. Janae Aiko got a song that that's titled I'm triggered. People always talk about that's you're triggering me. I'm triggered or I'm, you know, we use that word so much in today's society. And I was like, you know, so I get into the reason why, um, you know, I decided to embark on this conversation, but I was thinking about triggered and I hear it so much that, you know, I was like, okay, we need to unpack this. Why do we say that we're triggered? Why is triggered the word that we use? And I begin to do my research. Like I want those people like now, because before y'all, I was not the research type of person, but doing this podcast, when I'm bringing stuff to you and I want to be able to, um, get you guys to see my point of view, you got to pull out some facts. Okay. You got to have your, your definitions. You have to have your references. You have to have something to refer back to. And I find de- definitions to be my factual thing because you can always go to Google, google.com and look it up because Google is our school for those people that don't, that, that are not in school these days so um I was like okay what is triggered why is triggered a word that people use and trigger triggered is a mental term for you know a, a person saying that they're upset it you know triggering when people say that they're triggered it's all based off our emotion it's the emotional it's a mental emotional trigger basically so before I get into the definition I want to go through the reason why I got to this. So I have a co-worker. She is a wonderful person. She has a great personality. It is, um, she is very like touch and go, like either she don't go or she don't touch. (laughs) Like don't she, she can, she can flip the script at any time. Like her emotions are, are, are very, I wouldn't say fragile. They're very fickle. Like sometimes she be on high sometimes she be on low. That's humanistic, but you see a lot of it from her throughout the day. And so on the other day, we were in the office. It was Friday. Everybody pop, pop, popping. It's, you know, it's about to be the weekend. I don't get too excited about Friday because I'm just like, every day should be your Friday. It, it depends on the mindset. So we in the office, we kick in, you know, it's all women. It's men in the office too, but we were just having a really good time. Um, everybody was in a good mood. And then one client came in and this client, when I tell you, the client was just disrespectful. Everything that the person was saying was just rude. It was just rude. They weren't listening. They weren't doing, they weren't being a, a kind human being. And they were spewing all of this negativity towards my coworker. And she, you know, she tried to keep her composure, but you know, some people can say a word, a statement or do something that is triggering to you, your mental health, where you'd be like, Oh, I feel attacked or I feel like you're not listening to me or I feel like you're blaming me for something, whatever that emotional trigger is for you. It triggered her, the whatever the person said, and she just went completely off. Disregard the um, sirens, guys, because we live in a community where people live and they got to get to the hospital. So um, the person had triggered her, and she just she snapped quickly. It, it wasn't even a low transition. You know how some people when they about to snap, you be like, okay, all right, okay, you better relax. She didn't even get 
she didn't even warm up. She just snapped instantly. And her and the client were going back and forth. And, you know, we had to de- the, uh, de-escalate the situation or whatever. So she came back to the office. And she did a little walk around. Then she came back to the office and she was mad. Like she was so upset. I can feel the anger fuming from her body. Have you ever been next to someone that's so mad, so mad that they're fuming that that energy off of them? Like you can feel it. You don't even have to look. I was looking at something or talking on the phone or I was doing something and I felt it. And I looked over and I was like, girl, you okay? Like, you know, I saw it, but I didn't, you know, I heard most of the information. I didn't, uh, really go out there. I heard her and the person arguing. I heard what the person said. And then the situation was deescalated, but I was like, you good. And I knew she wasn't good, but I was just, you know, you know, testing the waters. And she was like, you know, I want to fight. I want to fight. I'm so pissed because the person was disrespectful. But on the other hand, you know, there are disrespectful people out here in this world and you have to check thyself. You have to check yourself when you're dealing with people that have energies that um, are disruptive to your, to your inner being. I'm a big believer in that. Like, I'd be like, you know what? This ain't, <laughs> This ain't for me. This conversation that we we are not in is not for me, okay? So she ended up, uh, she was like really upset and she was like still fuming about it. Because, you know, sometimes when you mad, you got people that are like, you know, I'm good, whatever. I'm over it and move on. And then you have people that need to walk around. They need to talk about it. They need to cuss it out. <laughs> you know, you just got people like that. And she's one of those people. And... I remember telling her, I was like, do not let the devil steal your joy. So when I was growing up, and it's so funny that that just was the first thing that came out of my mouth because when I was growing up and I was a teenager and I will be like upset about something, I would grow up with a, you know, t- teenager stuff. You wake up with an attitude. You don't want to really do the stuff that they ask for you to do. And my mom will be like, don't let the devil steal your joy. And I said that to her because so often she, when we're in situations and we're dealing with, cause we're dealing with the public so often. And it's a, a form of customer service, but it's a form of customer service where it's like number, we're dealing with numbers. We're dealing with people's money. We're dealing with people's, um, we're dealing with contracts. So people are going to come back and combat you about what they want in regards to what you're offering. So you really have to be mild tempered sometimes like sometimes people attack you there but then at the end of the day you got to have a, a, a negotiation type of tactic when you're dealing with people because they you know people go off on the deep end and you have the power to either take away or give if you want to but you want to be able to give people because it's a service but you know, some people don't understand that they want what they want or they they uh, are upset because they feel like they deserve a certain thing, a certain service that you didn't give them or whatever. But, you know, she gets disrupted by that often. And I said, you know, you can't let them steal your joy. You can't let them come in and their words attack you so badly that you are you know you're completely disrupted like your whole mind your whole everything is just shut down you know and you're so upset and you can't function you can't do anything and it just made me think about the word trigger she was like I'm triggered I'm triggered I'm triggered so I was like okay let me look up triggers because 
obviously we using that word and maybe we know it's mental. It's a mental trigger. Some people may know it's mental. Some people might just be like, I'm triggered and I'm just on ready every time. Like (laughs) some people just ready to shoot. So trigger means, like I said before, it's a mental health term. And it means something that affects your emotional state, often specifically by causing extreme overwhelm or distress. So she was definitely triggered because she definitely was like overwhelmed and distressed. She was just like, look, I'm so upset. I don't even want to deal with nothing. She just took me there. And you do have people that you have people in your life that trigger you. One person in my life that, no, I'm a lie. I'm not even gonna lie. It's a plethora of people in my life that could do certain, say certain things and do certain things that trigger me. But the beauty about trigger is that you can change that trigger into something that's motivated for your life, right? We always mention how triggers can, can we, we, but we always mention our triggers, but we never like talk about how we can walk, work to change them to be our mur- motivator. And I feel like for me, I've, I've been working on my triggers becoming my motivator. Like I'm working on unpacking and it's all about unpacking why this is triggering me. What's the purpose for this trigger that I'm going through? Right. And why is it that I just can't shake what this person said, or I can't shake that statement, or I can't shake that look, or I can't shake, you know, that person's behavior. You know, my mom said something the other day. So this is I know my mom is always late. I love her with all my heart. She been late my whole life, but she's always late. She, um, she made me late for my wedding. I was mad with her for like my wedding ceremony. I was mad with her for like days because she was late and she, she went to go back in the house to go get something and didn't even know what she was looking for. And I said, Ooh, that was the devil. He was trying to get to me through you girl. Cause I almost left my own mama at the house and went to my wedding. She wasn't going to see it. That's how triggering her being late is to me. I almost left my mama at the house. She wasn't even going to see the wedding. My mom is always late. And I know this about her, but it doesn't, it doesn't lessen the fact that you be up all day, friend. She get up at the day, uh, crack of dawn, got to be somewhere at nine, beat her at 11. Girl, you didn't got up at five. Why are you not ready at 630 or seven? Something. What are you doing all day in this morning? Why was, you know, the Lord woke you up. Why are you not prepared? So the other day she said, (laughs) she said that she, um, I was like, well, you know, she was going somewhere and she was like, I was like, mom, be on time. Just be on time. She was like, this is lit. This is the thing. You know, that's how I am. So why get upset about it? I said, but as long, and this is what I told her, as long as God has given you breath in your body and we're all evolving and expanding and changing and and, and grooving with everything and God can always expand you, you have the ability to change that behavior of being late. And she had nothing to say. And I'm going to say that to you. The triggers that you, I'm triggered and I can't just get over there and I can't let that go. And I can't, as long as God has allowed for you to have breath in your body, you have the ability to change as 
Your body has changed. You have went from a baby to an adult. That's evolution. Your mindset has changed on, you know, you've changed different things. It's all about being intentional about your change. And I feel like sometimes we allow for our triggers to define who we are. We allow for them to consume our lives when really we have the power to change what triggers us. So my mom being late, I accept it for what it is, but I also challenge it because I'm like, either you're not going to be invited to some stuff or you're going to be on time, sis. We ain't going to pick you up if you ain't on time. So, you know, sometimes people just comfortably sit in that um, I'm triggered and I ain't going to let nobody talk to me no any kind of way. No, nobody should ever disrespect you. Nobody should ever treat you treat you worse than they treat themselves. Nobody should ever do that. But are you going to allow for yourself to be upset because that person who have not discovered their own, their own, um, boundaries with people and under respects themselves to, to let the, to take them disrespecting you all the way to a level where you like so disrupted that you can't even get back to yourself. Nope. Not it. Don't do that. Don't do that. So I looked up a common situations that triggers intense emotions, right? Because I wanted to see, I wanted to see what are the most common. And when I tell y'all this list is so common for so many people, I, it's two things on this list that definitely got, get me, uh, triggered emotionally. I will be honest. So the common situations that trigger intense emotions is rejection, betrayal, unjust treatment, challenged beliefs, helplessness or loss of control, being excluded or ignored, disapproval or criticism, feeling unwanted or unneeded. Mm, That's deep. Feeling smothered or too needed. That's for those, those uh, older siblings that have the responsibility insecurity Mm, this is this this right here that's this this the whole world the whole world insecure as hell (laughs) that's the trigger loss of independence so how many is it on here three six is it 12 yeah it's like 12 that's a long list of things that can trigger the common situations that trigger intense emotion that's a lot of that's a long list <laughs> we all how he triggered if it, it it you know it can be at least one of these triggers on here that can get you a two or it might be five for some people it just depends but on this list for me my on this list are uh two triggers that give me is challenged beliefs like people challenging my what i believe in and what i represent and all of that type of stuff and it's not that's my religious beliefs but like what i believe in the general like my values and what i look how i look at the world my perspective and then disapproval or criticism i don't like for people to disagree with me about what i believe in <laughs> and criticize how i think you know, um, when really in reality, it is a humanistic thing that we all do. We all criticize. We all challenge people's beliefs and things that we don't understand and things that we don't represent. So, you know, for that to be a trigger is like crazy, but it is, you know, we all have our individual triggers. Um, 
And I normally suffer from this trigger, these triggers when I am, uh, when I am, uh, with my close family and friends, like people that are close to me, I normally get like very much triggered by these things. So, um, I, I was, uh, Sorry, I was thinking about something the other day and it just made me want to talk about this topic. So the other day I was talking to my husband about cooking. So like he does majority of the cooking in the house and um, I was at work the other day and they were like, oh, who made you lunch? I was like, my husband made me lunch. I'm so proud of my husband making me lunch because he's a good cooker. He cooks very well. I love all of the cooking that he does or whatever. So um, it just made me think about a situation that triggered me. So I have, I call them big sister girlfriends because they're older than I am. And, uh, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my girlfriends, who is also my big sister's friends are older than me. They're older than me. They're older than me by what, 10 years. So I'm always around some seasoned women. So I call them my big sister girlfriends. So we were talking about a dish, like one of their girls and, and um, one of my sister friend girlfriends, she likes to cook. She likes to like cook dishes and all this type of stuff. So they were talking about the stuff and the ingredients. And I was like, Oh, that'd be something cool to try. And, she was like, so my sister like said it as a joke and was like, you ain't cooking that. Your husband gonna cook that. Tony's gonna cook that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, he can cook it. Somebody gonna eat it, you know, whatever. And then so, um, my big sister girlfriend was judging. She was like, you don't cook for your husband. And I was like, I don't, I do, but not as often. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not really, the cooking type like I know how to cook but I just you know cooking is not really my thing like I don't prefer to cook and my sister was like you know she doesn't cook she just eats which is fine you know some people are eaters some some people are I'm not gonna say eaters taste testers you got the taste testers and you got the chefs somebody got to taste the food I rather it be me you know and somebody else be the chef it ain't nothing wrong with that so um, my big sister girlfriend was like, you need to change that. <laughs> she was like, so serious. She was like, you need to change that. You need to cook. You need to cook for your husband. Like wh- who does like, why are you not cooking for your husband? So I was like, okay. So I instantly got triggered. Cause I'm like, okay, girl, you taking this a little too far. It's not like you out here cooking a full fledged meal for yourself or whatever, every day. And I was just like, you know, my husband understands that I'm not the cooking type. My my husband understands that, you know, cooking is not something that I prefer to do. We developed an agreement that he would do the cooking and I would do the cleaning. That's an agreement. If the worlds were reversed and I was cooking and that he was cleaning, it'd be the same type of thing. I mean, I'm just on the other side. He on the other side. And uh, she was just like, you know, you can't um have him cooking everything and you know you need to you need to change that and she just goes on and on and on so I'm just sitting there looking at her like girl bad so I just didn't even do the back and forth because I was just like so upset because I felt like why are you judging me 
one i mean quiet is kept and loud as it spoke you don't even have no husband so i mean how are you gonna give me the, the remedy on this like you ain't never been married love you but not it we not having that conversation so you know i you know i threw a little shade you know quiet is kept and loud as it spoke i threw a whole tree but i felt like um, I was triggered. I was triggered because I was being criticized for the type of wife that I was. And to my husband, along with challenging my beliefs, I believe that, you know, an agreement can be put, set in place in any marriage. There are women out here that definitely they their husband runs the house. They, you know, they, they're, they're stay at home dads. They're stay at home dads and they're working moms. Like everybody's different perspectives on life can be challenged I understand that but for me I just don't think that you know we have gender roles within the house and that's inevitable but I feel like you know you and your spouse whatever y'all agree to is what y'all agree to it works for y'all household it works for what y'all got going on it works for what y'all doing so you know I was challenged because I was like dang you know you're not even seeing a different perspective you're not even seeing from the point of view of you're just looking at me as the I'm supposed to be the woman. That's how I felt. I'm a woman. I need to cook for my man. The way to my man's the way to my man's heart is through his stomach. That's a lot. The way to my man's heart is is it, multi dimensional, my sis. Like, and I was just like so triggered. And I, you know, I had to step back. I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes when you triggered and you realize that you triggered, it's something within yourself that you haven't accepted, right? So at the time when I was dealing, when I was, um, that situation happened, I was a little unsettled because I had heard that comment several times. Like my mom made the comment. One of my girlfriends made the comment, like you ain't cooking for your husband. Like it was just so looked down on. And it wasn't, it was like, it's not that I'm not cooking for my husband. I don't do the majority of the cooking friends, family. I do cook. I know how to cook. Is it my favorite thing to do in the world? No. It's people I heard that don't like to wash dishes. It's people I heard that don't like to do laundry. Specifically, prime example, my husband go washes the laundry. He does all of the washing, all of that. I don't like to do laundry. Like, well, that's not true. I don't like to go to the laundry room that we got in our building. <laughs> I don't believe in going downstairs. Like, I, it's just too much for me. It's, it's a lot. It stresses me out. But he goes to wash the clothes. He dries the clothes. He brings everything upstairs. And I fold it, sort it, put it all back. That's teamwork. We figured out a system. Some people in the household, the wife does or the husband does all of the washing, the um, all of the washing and the folding. I feel like washing and folding, that's a lot. That's a that's a full time day job, okay? <laughs> that's why I got people at the laundry mat that wash and fold the clothes. That's why people do it. They pay extra for them to do it because this is a full time job. So for me, I feel like once you accept, once you accept it for yourself, whatever you your belief is, whatever you know decision you have made over your life, once you accept that for yourself, it won't be triggering. And that's what it was for me. I hadn't accepted that. This is my life. So I haven't accepted. I wasn't standing in my truth, truth and saying, Alexis, I accept myself and I figure out and figure out the language to speak to people. When say when people be like, oh, you don't 
Um, you know, instead of saying, hey, did you cook that? Oh, no, my husband cooked this meal. He normally does my lunch. You know, instead of saying, girl, no, I ain't, I ain't cooked this. My husband cooked this. Like, I, it's like throw away. Like, I'm throwing it away. Like, I'm above it. So sometimes you got to figure out your language to explain that to people. And sometimes you just say what you would say and people react the way they react and you just don't care. So, you know, I've come to accept that, you know, that is a part of my lifestyle and not everybody is going to understand it. And I can't be triggered by when people have their um, disapproval or they criticize the situation, you know, that particular situation, she was coming from a place of love, but it was triggering for me. She was looking at it like, sis, you know, you, you ain't going to be, basically, you ain't going to be young forever. That's true. I'm not. It's going to be other things that come into the fold. But me and my husband have an agreement. We understand where we are. We accept where we are. And we do our part. Now, because my husband's schedule has changed, I do a lot more cooking. And we share the cooking duties a lot more, which I don't mind. This is the thing that people need to understand when I say my husband is the the lead cooker. He's the lead chef in our house. But if I have to be the sous chef and I have to go into that leading role where I have to prep more and I have to create dishes, I'm willing to do that. My my house is my household is never gonna go hungry, let's be clear. But you know, it's one of those situations where people didn't see that it is a unit. We are a unit. When one falls off, the other one picks back up where the other one left off it. So, you know, it's all about language. And now, you know, when people ask me about my lunch, I, I just say my husband made it. And I'm proud of that. I'm happy to have somebody, my spouse and a partner that is able to um, that understands me and understands where my limitations are. And, and he pulls up where I'm limited at, you know, and I think that's a big deal. And you have to accept that, that everybody is not going to understand that you have limitations. It's, it's okay. Like my coworker did, she walked away. It's okay to walk away from a situation because you like, look, I cannot handle this. This is my limitation. I'm not going to allow for nobody to yell at me, scream at me. We ain't doing it. I don't got the capacity, mental capacity to contain that. And it's triggering to me. You know, I don't, don't, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to walk away. So, you know, now, like I said, you know, I cook a little bit. I do a little bit. And I feel like once you realize what your triggers are, And you unpack them and you find a reason. So for me, the reason was I needed to accept it. And sometimes it's all about accepting. It's all about accepting, accepting what is like my mom said, you know, I've been this way for a long time. So accept it. I did accept that she's always late, but I also felt like, you know, uh, to be challenged on that is good. You know, it motivates me now when I hear people say, girl, you know, you ain't cooking. Oh, you're right, sis. I show like I ain't doing it today. You're right. It is a motivator for me to know that I am challenging the norm of people's perspective on marriage and on um on what a wife is supposed to be. What? Who is that? What list is that? What street is it on? What am I supposed to be? Send me the booklet so I can read it. <laughs> Skim, actually. 
And, you know, don't allow for your triggers to like overcome you. Let them be motivators. Unpack what it is. If you're triggered by some stuff, if it's some stuff in your life that's constantly triggering you on a daily Dear unpack, why am I, why does this take so, why am I letting the devil steal my joy? Why am I letting him come into my mind and make me think that this is going to take me out? I can't move on from this. It is some things that people hold on to that call, hold on to from your childhood or from something that somebody did years ago that is a trigger for you that you just need to let go. You need to let it go and say, look, I can't let this have a hold on me. Triggers are emotional. It is. And sometimes being triggered means that you need to forgive and let go. Either let go or forgive. One of the two has to happen or accept yourself for who you are. Because sometimes your triggers are based off of facts. They can be facts. People can be speaking facts to you and it triggers the hell out of you because it's true. It's you. You have not accepted you. That's you. You are you. You are the person with the attitude. You are the person that don't want to, uh, you know, don't you cuss everybody out. You the person that don't, you're lazy. You don't want to pick up some stuff off the floor. That's you. That's you. You know, it's you and you're triggered with somebody's like, girl. You know your room be dirty. Oh, that was a good pop. I, that don't come out often, y'all. So y'all just experience an experience. I'm so excited. You know that you don't be picking your stuff up off the floor. And somebody be like, girl, your room is dirty. And you get triggered. That's you. Sometimes it's accepting who you are. Right? So as we go into this next week, identify what your triggers are. Understand who they are. Understand what they are under accept that they are a part of you and don't project and say this person made me triggered no you made yourself triggered that person might have brought the trigger to the forefront but that trigger was already there it was already on the inside boiling it's been sitting it's like that little um it's like sitting in the shadows like girl let me know when you want me to come out for you and then somebody be like say something you be like i'm outside <laughs> So, you know, that trigger was always unpack what those are. Be mindful of what your triggers are and see if you can intentionally change your mindsets, change your reaction towards the trigger and identify it and say, oh, this is, oh, this is what gets me triggered. This is why I'm triggered. This is how I got triggered, you know, unpack the situation. And if you get triggered and you at the end of the trigger and the gun that I already said, pal, <laughs> have an aftermath, have a, have a uh, interview with thyself and say, dang, you know, why did that person just take me out? Why did I let the devil steal my joy? So I just want to thank you guys so much for listening every episode. I am so honored to be able to speak with you each week. You guys do not know how much I am so thankful to be able to share um, just my point of view and just be a, allow for this to be a motivational safe space for all of us and for myself and for you guys that listen. I mean, we all need that. We all need a motivational safe space where we can be like we we can be judged and corrected all at the same time, because sometimes I be judging myself, y'all in this space. 
But I just want to thank you guys so much for for listening every week. Uh, Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and RageWorksNetwork.com where you can find all of our episodes. Guys, listen to them all. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at AlanaFuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S. And don't forget that slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live. Bye.